Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK studies podcast. We're back! It's good to be back with me, Dave Shaw, and Alex Carr. Alex, how are you, my friend? Hello, good sir, Dave. Always, always a pleasure. It is it is the, a dream come true to be back with you here. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. We've had a, this last month, I've been a little bit distracted with the Euros, and... Oh, I've, I've triggered myself again. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Heartbreak, <laughs> heartbreak, heartbreak last night, but I can be nothing but proud of the Hard boys. way to go. Ah, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I I'm not, I'm not over it. I thought it was, I've just thought about it again. I'm not ready. Um, but I'm proud, of, I'm proud of the boys. England did themselves proud. The scenes before and afterwards and the fallout from today and all the horrible stuff that Oof. come out of this has been sickening and shocking and I'm more upset and sad about that than the result and yet again on the world stage did the minority have, have ruined it for, for everybody so thanks to the idiots again uh, that'll be our World Cup bid over for 2030 and it's just yeah that's really peed me off and now we get tired in the same brush as those idiots in Leicester Square and Wembley and the, the chaos around the country and it, it drives me mad but let's talk baseball because the first half of the season is done, Alex. Put it in the books. The Phillies are in second place in the NLE, 44 and 44. Seven for three in their last 10 games. 3.5 bats from the Mets. We've just beat the Padres in this series. We beat the Cubs on the road 3-1. All right, the Cubs aren't great. But we beat the Red Sox on the road. We've also beaten the Yankees not long ago. The Phillies are picking up, Alex. A little bit of momentum to finish the month. Uh, well, to finish the first half of the season. July has been a pretty good month so far. The Phils are back, Alex. They are. They they are very back, and you know it's a lot of people were definitely feeling the pressure. Uh, come you know the middle of July, uh, everybody was like, ah, you know, there's a there's a whole bunch to be worried about. We've got all these holes. We've got this. We've got that. Uh, and a lot of guys, you know, they they showed up. Um, they really, you know, some of the young talent really stepped up. Um, yeah. Just a ton of guys. I mean, you look at you look at Ranger Suarez, you look at Bailey Falter, you look at some of these guys that have just come around to absolutely save their their second half of the first half, if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> but truly, there there's been some really inspiring performance out of those guys, and uh, you know, they the lineup was fully healthy. You know, seven days, seven days ago that the lineup came back fully healthy and they scored 60 runs over their last seven games of the first half. And that's pretty good. Uh, they beat up a couple really good teams. They, they, you know, beat up the, the Cubs, uh, twice. They, uh, you yeah. know, they beat up the Red Sox once, um, a couple really good teams. They, they really did. So, um, look, I mean, it's not, um, it's, it's not the start, I suppose, that everybody wanted. Everybody was really expecting, you know, uh, maybe everybody was like, ah, oh, they'll be, they'll probably be in like second or something, but uh, you were expecting probably a little bit of a better record, but you look back, you know, 
lots of games that were winnable that they did oh, not win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of games that were just blown by one crucial mistake, whether that be uh, defensively bullpen wise or, or via the manager. Uh, but you know, uh, just, just lots of things that you could, that you could go back and change, but there's still three and a half games out, you know, come, come the half. And that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster first half that, that Nats game will forever haunt me. Certainly I, has. I just, that Rocky series back in April. We, wow. We, we should have won that as well. You're right. So many games have been so close and the Phil's aren't that far away if we can just do the... The Phils beat themselves up more time, more often than not. You know, just errors that we get crucified for more than anybody else, I feel. But these tight games, we've not been coming out on top, whether it be that, you said the bullpen or Girardi getting a mistake or defensive errors. And if we can just sort that out, that's a big fundamental part of things going wrong because we are punished for these errors. It's simple, basic errors, which surely, Alex, surely I've got to improve because it's so fundamental. It can't get any worse than it is now. And Alex, surely it's going to get better. <laughs> um, I mean, look, the defense isn't going to change overnight. Um, Didi Gregorius can't play shortstop anymore. I mean, there are these, these plays where he should be charging or, you know, these throws that should be made that should be accurate. Um, and it's not necessarily his fault. I mean, he's had a rough couple of years. I mean, last year he was thankfully pretty much fully healthy, but, you know, he's gone through some really tough elbow stuff over the last couple of years. And on top of that, I mean, he is getting older. Um, he's, you know, he's very athletic, but in different ways than, you know, uh, maybe your average shortstop. Uh, and he's not exactly fast anymore. He's actually yeah. one of the slowest people on the team. So his range has really decreased both, you know, in terms of how he can get to baseballs and in terms of his arm strength. So, you know, we're really, uh, they're kind of log jammed there and everybody had their reservation. Or I'm not sure everybody did, but I certainly had my reservations when it came to re-signing DD, especially on a two-year deal. Um, and we look at it now and you, you see why. Uh, he he yeah. is definitely... Uh, he's aging like milk a little bit, but that being said, I mean, he has come back with a better bat than what he had uh, in the beginning of this year. And that is a great sign. Uh, the fact that he's not popping the ball up as much. He's not striking out as much. Um, he's back to kind of a normal DD uh, at the plate at least, um, or at least a little bit normal DD, but you know, what more can you ask for? Um, so on top of that, um, you know, there's uh there's a lot to be excited about uh, when it comes to things that could change, but that's probably one of the things that won't change. Uh, and another thing that probably won't change is Reese Hoskins at first base. Um, yeah. You know, that's something that really has to, has to get better. We've given Reese Hoskins a lot of time at first base to really take a step forward defensively. And, you know, he's not a lost cause over there, but he's certainly not a plus defender. He's no Freddie Freeman. I mean, that guy or, or Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, those guys are just constantly heralded for their amazing glove at first base. And he's not, he's not that. Um, but I think that I will say this with reservations. I think that the worst of it will be left behind in the, for, uh, the first half, because I, I think that there's, there's change coming. There is. Um, so I think a lot of what, what you're seeing, the, the errors and things like that, that we're talking about, uh, you know, hopefully are what we're making the, you know, having the bullpen struggle a little bit more, having, you know, guys like Aaron Nola 
Aaron Nola mm. has a fielder independent pitching that's a point away from his actual ERA, meaning that he's been better than his standard metrics suggest. Uh, and mostly what's affecting him is poor defense. Um, same with Zach Eflin. They are two of the leaders uh, of separation and ERA and fielder independent pitching. So hopefully if they can make some moves to shore up this defense, if everybody can stay healthy, uh, you know, there, there might be a little bit of hope on the horizon that the defense can at least improve for the rest of the season. Yeah. We just even if we had an average defense, it would be so much better, you know, just not amazing, not fantastic defense, just decent, just, you know, just making capable plays. Um, I think the Phil's sort of, relying on the DH coming in next year, aren't they? To put to put Reese in the DH because not that, even Reese. I, I think they have to rely on Didi there. Didi? They gotta put yeah. Didi there. They they have to. There's no way that they can roll with Didi Gregorius at shortstop next year. There's just no way. I mean already I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think he has like minus six outs above average. I think he's at minus something oh defensive runs saved and he's barely played half the season. Uh so I I don't know. You, you got to put Didi there and worst comes to worst. Didi can be your guy that you kind of uh, slot in at like, um, you know, uh, second base, maybe, uh, maybe at first base every now and again, yeah. when, when guys really need a break, but you got to think that, that Didi is, is not going to be their starting shortstop next year. And I don't think they'll trade him because I actually don't think they'll be able to get anything for him, no. but uh, you know, I, I think they've, you really have to think that they are going to, uh, that they're going to move off of him with shortstop. Do you think they would make that move this trade deadline or wait till the summer? Because- no, I, I don't think they'll make that this deadline. Uh, I think that that move is something that you have to make when you have the ability to really shuffle things. Uh, and mm. the trade deadline is not that. Um, and again, I think they're just waiting for the DH, to be completely honest. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's very murky what that's going to look like, especially when they do have a bad defender in, you know, Reese Hoskins at first base um, or not bad defender, a very, very, very average defender uh, at first base. And they have, uh, you know, a guy that is actually shockingly improving a little bit in Alec Bohm uh, at third base. Um, I'm still of the, the uh, mindset that they should move Alec Bohm to left field. Um, but that certainly won't be done at, at the half year They That's going to take an off season. That's going to take, you know, a, a good amount of time. So yeah, spring, uh, spring, spring training and getting him used to reps, a lot of reps out. You can't just stick someone out there mid-season, can you? Because then you're right. going through that whole process of him learning the position, and you can't afford to do that in the second half of the season, especially. No. And if, if, it, if it was all lost cause and we were miles out, then maybe you can then start to experiment. But we're three and a half games back. We're we're still right in this race, you know, and we've we've got momentum. Although hopefully we will have the team back. I, I, so these guys with COVID, uh, they're on a the 10 day, are they? Or, or they, is it different protocols for the guys on COVID? Will they be back for the Marlins? So, uh, yes, they, it depends. This is a murky situation because it, it depends on who's vaccinated and who's not. Um, mm. I will say that from, from my understanding, uh, those who are vaccinated uh, don't have to go under contact tracing protocol. Um, yep. So it's, probably fair to say that mm, i can't say that but that's my yeah. understanding of it uh so i'm i'm really i can't this is really murky water it's very like you know yeah, the, the, ground is, yeah. the ground is very cracked so uh we'll see um but hopefully they will not be gone for long 
Yeah, so and the All Star break for once in the field has come at the right time because imagine playing this week of baseball with half your roster. Well, well I'm not pieces. gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I look, Aaron Nola. It's there's no excuse. Aaron Nola should have been on, been on the mound yesterday. Um, mm. but the the team really rallied and and saved his butt. Um, and the team also really rallied and and managed to displace you know Alec Bohm, who's been heating up. Um, you know, Ronald Torres had a good game at third base yesterday. Um, he came through with a clutch three run home run. I mean, man, that they, they, what is really different about this year is that they have guys that are stepping up off the bench. You look at Brad Miller against the Cubs. Yep. Three home runs. First time since Jason Worth. Like, come on. Um, you've got Ronald Torres who, oh my goodness. I was so I think I came on this podcast and ranted about his being on the 40 man roster. I, yeah, you I, was, I was really disappointed. Yeah, uh, you, you're saying because he's Girardi's guy, basically. Yeah, and, but yeah. I mean, it, it, look, I am shocked. I am wrong. Um, he has been outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, it, you don't expect your guys that come off the bench to accrue, you know, one, two, three war. Um, and Ronald Torres at this point, I believe is at like point two. Um, you know, but he's, he's showing a decent glove at shortstop. He is coming up with a ton of clutch hits. I mean, that's the guy you want on your bench. And what's yeah. great is that he's got great chemistry with Gene Segura. He's got great chemistry with Didi Gregorius. The three of them are super tight and he's arbitration eligible this next year. So the oh, Phillies really? can re- retain that. him. They can right. retain him next year um, should they choose to do so. And they'll probably agree uh, on some number. Josh Harrison and the Nationals did that. Uh, they agreed on a $1 million contract. The Phillies and uh, Ronald Torres will probably do something similar for next year. But that's a guy I want on my bench next year, truly. Uh, he has been outstanding. He's been outstanding. And we've, we've, got a, we've got a bit of depth, Alex. You know, it's good to look at the bench and go, we've got reliable bats. Like you said, Torres, who I think has been really underrated. Miller, even the likes of Jankowski, Williams, doing the job. Hello, all of a sudden, you look at his roster thinking, offensively with the bats, we can, we can do a job here. Everybody told me the, the signing of Travis Jankowski, <laughs> what is this? The, 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 you know, signing, bring Brad Miller back. Where is he going to play? Um, you know, all these, all these things that, you know, now we look at and we say, well, thank God we have those guys. Especially, I mean, how about Travis Jankowski? In, yeah. in the, you know, Odubel Herrera has gone stone cold. I mean, he has been missing for months now. Uh, he had one really, really hot streak and then just absolutely sunk um, and is now on the, the injured list. Uh, Travis Jankowski in his stead, laying down great bunts for hits, yeah. uh, you know, taking the ball the other way. I mean, he, he's been a real surprise and he is, he is, he's talented. Uh, he was, he was once a, a really highly regarded prospect and, He's got some wheels. And especially, great... after, especially after that first start he had with the base running so far and everyone was on his back and, you know, the crowd are booing him. He's had a, he's had a couple of base running faux pas, but I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? He's not really known for his base running. Uh, and he's also probably not used to this kind of scenario, you know, um, being this guy that you turn to and like a Roman Quinn role, you know, bunts, mm-hmm. stealing bases, uh, pinch running, all that stuff. Um, he's probably not used to that. So, it's going to take him a minute, but he's proven more than capable of that role. Um, unfortunately, I think he probably gets displaced by Luke Williams next year because, oh my gosh, Luke Williams does mm. everything right. 
He does everything right. Oh, um, my days. But, I mean, I'm sure he's going to find a major league job somewhere else. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. I am. Um, he's, he's been great. Yeah, Luke Williams. Let's go on to man. Luke Williams, Nick Maton. I Nick mean, Maton, it's, the two guys. It's almost, it. it's almost like a whole bunch of people were really low on the Phillies farm system and, and just didn't know, didn't do their own research and check, hey, maybe these guys could be like really good, you know, this, this number 10, number nine ranked prospect, uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty decent utility player. Oh, hello, Nick Maton, who comes up and absolutely obliterates Major League Pitching. Oh, yeah. hello, Luke Williams, who saves the day like four times a game. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, Luke Williams was an unranked prospect heading into this year and granted a third round pick in 2016. Um, 16, yep. But I, I mean, a guy that legitimately plays everywhere, does everything he's supposed to do, lays down perfect bunts, plays in excellent center field, plays excellent everywhere. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a plus defender everywhere, but he plays legitimately everywhere. That's not catcher. Uh, and he plays it average, if not to above average. Um, that's a valuable piece. Uh, and look, I mean, there are, there are some talented guys, some talented guys here. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, I, I've felt that way since the start. Do you think that we're putting too much pressure on these young boys or because, because I think as fans, we, we badly want to get in the posters and we badly want that new hit. We want that young hero, don't we? That, that next Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins to really cling on to and follow their ride through and, you know, we've, we haven't really had it until now. Luke Williams coming up and what the impact he made and the story behind it. And I don't, I love the kid. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, though. Do you think there's a, there's a risk we can do it and sort of he can buckle? Or does he look like the legit real deal? He can handle this and go forth. I wouldn't say they're putting too much pressure on them. I think that the roles that they are in, because they're not being asked to start, right? Like they're, they're being asked yeah, yeah. To, to fill in, to, to do what they're asked to you know, do, do, do the things that they are told to do, um, which, you know, Get they've been doing, they've been, <laughs> yeah. they've been doing that since, you know, elementary school. Um, yeah. And they're doing it. I don't think there's any pressure on them. In fact, I think this is a, this is a good way to go. I don't like that. They're losing some pretty important development time. Uh, like Nick Maton's being kind of uh, bounced back and forth. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I, I think that they're doing well at the major league level, so I'm okay with it. And if you'll excuse me, Dave, I just have to check. The Phillies just made their fourth-round pick. Uh, well, it's breaking selected, news. Breaking uh, fourth-round pick. Yes, they have selected. If you'll give me one moment. Uh, they've selected Micah Ottenbright, who, can't lie to you, also not sure who that is. Uh, uh, who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean – that what I'm saying, what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking this strategy is, um, is they are going to continue to go for very projectable underslot high schoolers. Uh, this is, this is what I got. This is all I got. Um, very projectable underslot high schoolers. Um, and then they're just going to start stealing guys in the draft. I think they're going to start stealing picks that fall and leverage their position against them and say, we can offer you this much. Um, right. But I really, I gotta be honest. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I don't, anybody does. I think it's I legitimately, a... I don't know who Mike Oddenbright is. Uh, apparently from Trenton high school, which is Trent, cool. Yeah, Trenton. New Jersey He's a local guy. So they probably know a lot about him, but, uh, he's another six, four outfielder. So that's the third look, one, isn't it? 
this is so this is the, it's the second one so they've they've made two really great picks uh at, at the well i i'm not a big fan of andrew painter but a lot of people are um so andrew painter really projectable six seven you know 18 year old obviously gonna kill it um yeah he's re- he's he's really good um excellent change up uh sorry i didn't mean to to bring us into the uh no, yeah. the, the, I, I the think, draft I conversation think, here sorry but we'll, we'll get we'll get to the yeah, 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 yeah. To we'll the talk about That's it we'll talk about it but yeah yeah we just, just uh, quickly then on the rotation for the Phillies um we really do need a gap between uh between Vince and, and Moore if we're going forward don't we because they're killing our ball pens going side by side what would your rotation be going into the second half of the season because we cannot have more and Vince going Night after uh, day after day, night after night, because it's it's a bullpen killer. So what I've what I've been thinking, what I've been mulling over here, and unfortunately Chase Anderson is going to return soon too. His his oh. rehab assignment is running out of time. They might have to re phantom injury him and put him back in AAA again, and whole oh, bunch man. of whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, look, they made two risky choices, uh, grabbing Matt Moore and 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 grabbing Chase Anderson. They didn't work. Um. Matt Moore, you know, they've won an exceptional amount of his starts, which is shocking. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think that will continue. Um, so my, I think what I'm thinking is I like Matt Moore out of the bullpen. Matt Moore can usurp the long reliever role, um, kind of be the mop up guy. Um, Vince Velasquez can be kind of a similar role, but, you know, maybe mm. uh, throw some, you know, some, some more higher leverage innings. Um I, I honestly, you know, I don't know what to do at this point. Maybe they'll trade one of them. Maybe they'll trade a couple of them. I mean, the ultimate goal here is to free up cash so that they yeah. can go really go shopping at the deadline. If they, if they can find anybody that wants to just like take a reclamation shot on Chase Anderson, where the Phillies pay a majority of the contract and they get a guy that they can just like, you know, see if he's actually good. I, I doubt it. Um, but you know, who knows? Uh, but ultimately, I would ideally have Vince Velasquez, Matt Moore, or Chase Anderson. They could just release some of them too, but some of those guys yeah. uh, working out of the bullpen as mop-up men, essentially David Hale replacements. Um, and that works for me. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they could see an uptick in stuff. They could see an uptick in velocity. We don't know, uh, working out of a limited role. But, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get those we need guys. We need change. If we really want to have a run at this at least, we can't. Yeah. Can't go with those two at the back end of our. I'm rotation. trying to push those guys out, uh, but yeah. who I would put in? Um, I think Bailey Falter deserves a shot to start. I yeah. think. Yeah, another one who's come through and just and like, absol- a, a, under the radar. So there were a lot of uh, just there's a lot of buzz about Bailey Falter coming into this year uh, because he was a highly the reason that you know they they protected him from the Rule Five draft. Uh, is because he was just a highly asked about trade acquisition. He was like, mm. like the Brewers asked for him last year. Um, whole uh, Pirates asked for him all the time. I mean, like he he's a guy that people really really like. Um, so they they protected him from the Rule Five draft this year, and it's paid major dividends. I mean, he Absolutely. had an amazing few games in AAA. Um, they they brought him up. He's killed it here at the major league level. That elite extension is just he really messes with your timing uh, and it's only going to get better uh, as they, as they go on. But what I'm really excited about um, is seeing him start. Uh, I would really, really like to see him bump into the rotation. And that way you're kind of giving one of your guys, like Hmm. you're, you're giving them a chance to like really work out of the back of the rotation. It could not, 
could not be worse than what you're getting from any of Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, yeah. or Vince Velasquez. Now, <laughs> yeah. look, Matt Moore has been okay, but he can't go longer than four innings. Bailey Falter yeah. can certainly go longer than four innings. Um, you know, I, Chase Anderson is just bad. He gave up four runs in AAA the other day. It's, yeah. it's just, it's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Vince Velasquez had a good stretch. They should have traded him before the season started anyway, but whatever. Um, yeah. Just, you know, it is what it is. But if you can put Bailey Falter in that rotation and then go out at the deadline, maybe acquire another arm, all of a sudden you're looking at not only a lot of depth out of the rotation, uh, you know, because you have Chase Anderson, you have Matt Moore, you have Vince Velasquez ready and available out of the bullpen should you need them uh, in some emergency. Um, but you're also, you know, remember the rosters expand uh, later on in the season. Yep. And, uh, so, you know, they expand to 28 guys. So if you were to, you know, go out, acquire another starter, acquire a bullpen piece, something like that, uh, and you still had to deal with Vince Velasquez, Chase Anderson, et cetera, you get two other spots on your roster. Now, granted, those two guys that you add, they can't come with you to the postseason. So you have to be really delicate with what mm. you do. Um, but you can option, you know, J.D. Hammer back down to the minors. Uh, you can, you know, Daniel De Los Santos is out of options, unfortunately. Um, mm. But actually, I wonder if he got one. No, I, be I believe he's out of options. I'm pretty positive. But anyway, um, so you'd have to DFA him. But, you know, you can bounce some guys back and forth and they can still come and help you down the stretch. Um, so that's really interesting to think about too. Christopher Sanchez is another one of those guys. Right. I would not throw him in the rotation, but I would use him later on in the season uh, when you need him. Uh, and I, I, I think that that's, you know, it's great to have one option in Christopher Sanchez is like a long reliever. Uh, and one option is JD hammer. The guy that throws some gas, um, you know, had a, had a, a really good comeback inning uh, the other day. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's going to be going to be interesting to see how what, they maneuver this. What about uh, Spencer? What do you think is going to happen with Spencer Howard? I think he's, he's staying in AAA. He might come up for the stretch run maybe, but I think what it sounded like to me, uh, what they're doing with him is they're just going to keep him there for the stretch run. They are set on having Spencer Howard be an option for 2022. Maybe he needs some more time at the start of the season, but they want to build him up already. He's up to 80 pitches in AAA. That's pretty great. Uh, if they, yeah. Maybe if they need him later on down the line, they recall him again, but that would be so stupid because then you're just going against what you said you'd do. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But you know, I really hope they keep him down there and they let him, you know, they, they let him turn into a starting pitcher because again, I will reiterate this. He has not pitched in full season baseball yet and they have bounced him back and forth this year. So it really does not count. He has yeah. not pitched full season baseball. Yeah, sure. they are, yeah. they, like it's, it's, it's hard for him at this rate. And they, they really, they did kind of mess with his development here. Um, but hopefully this, this trial run in AAA, I mean, he's still having an absolutely insane AAA season. He's, I think he's got a, a 0.8 something ERA uh, in AAA, just like, or maybe it's, maybe it's to 1.0 now. Um, but I mean, I, I think they just have to, they have to stop messing with him. So hopefully that's what they do. And, then, and quickly on the bullpen, uh, it's been, <laughs> they have really let us down in some games, but, it looks like the ship is getting settled with that bullpen. And as you said, Falter, Suarez, oh my days. I watched that outing uh, from last night today. I'm like, he could be the <laughs> saviour and the answer to our prayers in that bullpen. But it, it, 
it looks like it possibly is solidifying now going into the second half of the season. And it, do you think, do you see signs that it will be better from the bullpen going into the second half? Because it has to be again if we're going to really mount a serious challenge to the Mets and everyone else for the NL East. A good team would look at what Ranger Suarez is doing and say, oh my God, this is so valuable, but not in the closer role. What Ranger Suarez is doing is something like what Andrew Miller used to do for the Cardinals. Um, Or, well, he's on the Cardinals right now, but for, oh, what team was he on? I think it was the Cardinals. I can't remember. He's the fireman that every team dreams of. A guy that will attack hitters, go after them, give you multiple innings of scoreless relief, and keep give you that lead if your starter, you know, is not able to go the full six. Um, yeah. And even if they are, you kind of you turn to him in those really close games where you need you need those shutout innings, but you don't make him your closer. A smart team would not say, "Hey, Ranger, you're our full time closer." They would say, "Hey, Ranger, you're the closer for now, um, but we're gonna go out and get you some help." Um, I think that that's what they should do. I'm not sure if that's what they will do. Um, But if they were to acquire a real closer, an actual closer, somebody like what Craig Kimbrell is doing right now. I mean, there's, there's a couple options on the market. I'm going to be real with you. There's, there's a couple Mm. of them. Um, But uh, if they were to go out and acquire somebody that's doing something like that, then, and only then can you say that this bullpen will be a little bit more solidified because if you all of a sudden get that full-time closer and you start bumping back some of these guys that are being forced into high leverage scenarios, I mean, Connor Brogdon as like a stopper in the sixth, seventh inning, amazing. Yep. Jose Alvarado, I know he's spotty. He has been really bad of late actually, but you know, if you stop trying to force him to do wraparound innings and you stop trying to force him to be the closer when he is already wild as is, you put that guy in a setup role, he's probably going to succeed more times than he isn't. Uh, you put Hector Neris in a stopper role, the role that Hector Neris should be, should have been these last three years. Amen. But he has Absolutely. been forced into the closer role because they don't have any other option. They did have Sir Anthony. They did have David Robertson. Those didn't pan out. He had to step up. And he did a lot of the time. But now we're starting to see as he gets older, he just he can't hack it out of that. And he never was supposed to be able to. Um, so now we see him, uh, you know, if he moves back to a setup role, you've got Sam Coonrod, Archie Bradley, Hector yeah. Maris, and yeah. Jose Alvarado. Instead of just bouncing them between closing spots, you're putting them in setup and stopper roles. And that automatically shifts the entire look of the bullpen. Absolutely. You, you have, you know, a bunch of guys that can really help you in these higher leverage scenarios, but don't have to worry about closing for you because – we all know it takes a, it's, it's different to be a closer than it is to be an elite reliever. Um, yeah. You know, closers need moxie. They need the attitude. They need, you have to be of a particular mindset to be a closer. Ranger Suarez has that mindset, but he can also give you multiple innings. Why would you waste that? Why? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's no way. Um, so they just, that's the one thing that's missing from the bullpen. And I don't mind if they go out and they get, you know, another back end piece or a couple back end pieces, or if they go out and they get a real life closer, but they got to do something. They have you, to go ahead. So do you think that is on top of Dombrowski's list at trade deadline? Well, I'm assuming closer. we're going to talk about the trade deadline. So well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, wait I'm to address. Gonna, all right. All right. Well, we'll wrap this <laughs> first up. Alex, I'm going to ask you to 
grade the team first half of the season. And I'm going to give you some players. I just want a quick grade for them as well. So sure. for, the, for the Phillies, first half of the season, your grade would be? Um, I'm going to go with B-. minus. Um, and I say that because they are in second place, three and a half games out. Um, that is a great position to be yep. in, no matter what your record is. And it doesn't matter how much the NLEs has struggled. It doesn't matter how many games they've blown. It doesn't matter. That is a great position. That is a position that says to me, bye, 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 if I am the Phillies front office, because Absolutely. it is within reach and the Mets have not been as, as impressive as people thought they were going to be. And that could change and they could have a really big deadline, but at least you can say you tried. And at least you can finish with a 500 record if you do make a little bit of a push here. Um, now, I say B minus. I would go, I saw a lot of people when we asked on Twitter, a lot of people were saying, you know, C, C minus. Uh, and then there were a lot of straight Bs. Um, I go B minus because I'm in the middle of that opinion. I think that you have to give them credit for the run that they had leading up to the All-Star break. They were playing, they were, you know, playing real baseball over these last yeah. 10 days they i mean they were on fire they were killing it um and yeah. their losses were bad losses but i'd rather take you know one bad loss every three games than you know a bad loss peppered throughout my you know or a, a close loss peppered throughout you know my season um and so you have to look at this is the first time this team has been fully fully healthy and they're still not fully healthy i mean sam coonrod's still on the injured list um you know th there's still some guys that they are missing but um Look, it's the first time their offense has been fully healthy since April. I yep. mean, it is really, um, it's really important to keep that in mind. And the fact that they, it's no mere coincidence that they have just absolutely unleashed over these last few games. Uh, yeah, they're finally agreed. healthy. Everybody's clicking. Everybody's, you know, it's going okay. Um, yeah. And on top of that, I mean, I do look at these errors. I look at these, the, the issues abound and I, you know, Obviously, that's something to be counted for. They've had some brutal losses. They could have been in a way better position, but that's where the minus comes from. I think in terms of where they are, it's a great position to be in, regardless of record, regardless of their division. And it is, you know, they're finally clicking a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's, is, it's good. This is the offense that at the start of the season, we said, this is why people and ourselves were so high on the finish, because now we're seeing that there's no easy outs in that lineup when they're fully together. And with everyone going down injured, it just shows what a massive role the likes of Mayton and Williams and Jankowski and Torres and Miller have all played. Because without them, and if they hadn't performed, we would be, would be probably buried by now. But they've come, everyone who's come in has stepped up. And that, just, and that shows a lot of character. And the team seems to be there as a unit together now. They're, they're having a bit of fun in the dugout. They've got the home run hats. I love that. I love the home run hats. Anything for a bit of camaraderie. And they're enjoying themselves. This last month, this was since the start of July, since this run, they're all fully fit. And then, like, they're playing quite relaxed. You know, they're enjoying baseball. They're hitting the ball. Yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going well. But we've been here before, so I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground. But it's going, it's, it's, going, it's, it's finished the first half really well. Alex, uh, for the players, let's go with Reese Hoskins, grade 55 RBIs, 20 home runs. A lot of people are uh, probably <laughs> be like, oh, I'm giving him a B. I'm giving him a B. I think yeah. there are a lot of things that could be better. I wish the on-base percentage was still there along with this home run hitting clip, this, um, you know, really uh, – 
this this RBI presence. I wish I wish that the on base percentage was still there, but man, I'm not. He I believe he's crested just under an 800 OPS. Yeah. Uh, while the on base percentage has been down, he's hit 20 home runs. He's drove in 55. He hasn't gone on like some abysmal cold streak yet. He's you know he's had a couple. Uh, uh, maybe one, he had one cold streak, yeah. but it wasn't like I had a super extended one. It's to the point now where like, he's your number five hole hitter. I mean, he is your, you know, your, should your cleanup hitter fail to drive him in? He's the guy that's going to hit the home run. And I saw yeah. some statistic the other day that, you know, with two outs, he's, he's been really, really reliable. He's got a lot of two out RBI and that's a big deal. So I think that there's a lot to be said about Reese Hoskins season right now, but ultimately I think the big takeaway is, Hey, he's not, you know, the guy that most of the Philadelphia fan base paints him to be. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good uh, player. He's really good. Absolutely. There was that spell where it took him a, he was stuck a 99 career home runs for a while. And then they tried to kind of yes. get that hundredth deal with a while, but he stepped up when the rest of the team have been, no way. That's what he did. A lot of games as well. He's a guy where every time Harper's gone down, he stepped up and been the leader. And then when he goes down, someone else has stepped up. And now it's all starting to fit together. But I agree with that. And um, I'm such a big fan of Reese. So I, 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 I'll Love always him. have his back. I'll always have his back. If anyone who wears the pinstripes, I'll have their back. I'm not one to beat up on players and just, just it doesn't do anything. Kutch, despite all the injuries, 48 RBIs, 15 home runs, second in the uh, home run for the for the Phils. Oh, it was a bit of a cold April, but great. Uh, what would you give him? It was a horrible April, but yeah, well, he has been cold, one of, been nice, yeah. since, since June 1st, he is one of the best hitters in baseball. He's like, I think, fourth in all of baseball in weighted runs created since June 1st. I mean that's he's legitimately been one of the best players in the second half of the first half. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and especially given his resilience, I'm going to go ahead and also give Kutch a, a I'm actually going to give him a B plus. I think that Kutch, the way that he rebound and the way that also like, when was the last time that Kutch made like a pretty serious defensive error in left field? Good point. Good point. It yeah. was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I mean, he has really, he stepped everything up. He really did. Um, he, you know, he was going through it for a while, but man, he has worked his way to the cleanup spot. I mean, that is not something I would have expected coming into this year. And <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very impressed with him. Incredible, He's had a isn't great it? year. It's it not off the season as leader. Yeah, it's um, it's brilliant. Dumped down, he has, and now yeah, he's had cleanup. It's almost like he's aged backwards, like yeah, he's five to in, yeah. eight years. I he's mean, a pirate he really again. he is putting he's he's putting up pirates numbers. He is, yeah. I, and from from June first, I mean, he's putting up pirates numbers, just without the stolen bases. But like, wow, like wow, he has yeah. been unbelievable. He's 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 become dependable. <laughs> I like it without Kutch is 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 not the same. He's he's just. I, I he's, really think he's he's going to work his way. To a to a decent sized contract uh, next year. This Wait, I was bring this up. Do you think really with gonna... us or do you? I oh, know because he's no. he's a free agent, isn't no. he? So we can't even get anything for him. No. He just can't. He can't play left field anymore. He can't play the outfield. Anymore. Which is then That's why you would put, But I think say, a, a team a team with a DH like. Well, yes. So I I don't think he comes back. Uh, you know, next year. Unfortunately, I'm gonna miss him. I love that man, but um. 
I think he probably finds his way to a team with the DH. Every team next year should have the DH, but just in case, uh, should find his way to a team with the DH. Uh, and he'll play the outfield sometimes, um, but I don't think he'll play it, you know, all the time. Uh, and he might start looking at like first base, uh, you know, something like that. But I mean, his hands look so yeah. fast right now. And if he, if he keeps that up, if he stays healthy, I mean, seriously, he could finish this year with a significant, significant uptick in his value. Uh, and I, I, I really do think that uh, some team is going to, going to want a piece of that. Absolutely. Especially uh, with what he brings to your team also off the field and oh, things like that. As, he as, is even the, dugout, he's the best. Yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah he's, just, he's the he's best. So, he's a complete package. Uh, very yep. quickly, Alec Bohm, still, despite the year, he's still got 41 RBIs and still third for the fields in the RBI list. And he's, he's starting to get more bat on ball, isn't he? He's getting there, but it's, it's not the season we, we, we hoped for from Alec Bohm at the start. Another guy who, since June 1st, is hitting over 300. He's not slugging a lot. He's not getting on base at some insane clip. Although, in the month of July, I believe, no, in June and July, he... Actually, no, I think it is in the month of July. July yeah, in the month yeah, of July, yeah, yeah, July. He's 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 walked almost as many times as he did from I guess the end of March, April through June. All that time. He has walked more times in or almost as many times in July as he has through those three months. That's a huge sign. Not only that, but I mean Alec has proven once again, and he also is, by the way, in like the 70th, per, 70th percentile of expected batting average in the major leagues. So he's getting supremely, supremely unlucky. Um, but we knew that. Um, yeah. But also hitting yeah. the ball incredibly hard. We knew that. Um, but what he started doing, he's lifting the ball and he's spraying it to every field. And we knew that. We knew that that's what he could do. He, he is that kind of hitter. And that is awesome but he's starting to turn around on those inside balls and he's starting to pull them, starting to pull them for power. And that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is going to have a really good second half unless, you know, COVID gets in the way. I don't know. Um, but I think he is on pace for a significantly good second half. That, uh, uh, the, def the defense is bad. It's getting better, but that, offensively, he's yeah. on pace. That home run he smashed, smashed at Fenway was the Thank you. Uh, Alec, Alec is coming back. And he's, that the, 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 power, that's what we're his talking fourth, about. His fourth home run of the season, I think it was his fourth or his fifth, not the one that he hit off of, off of uh, uh, Sogard. Eric Sogard, no, but <laughs> the other one, the one before that, was like 450 feet. Easy. Yeah. Like, there's some game-changing power in there. He just has to find it. Uh, he just has to learn to, to pull the ball when it's appropriate. Um, but, man, I love having a spray hitter. I love having a guy that, you know, is – so reliable to make significant contact, get that run home. I am really, I've been so impressed with him. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he deserves a solid, I'm going to give him a C because yep. I think the turnaround okay. is significant. I would give him a C minus because of the defense, but I think the, the offensive turnaround has been so good that I think he will really start to see the dividends come through. Yeah, in the second it, half. he's a player by the end of the season could be graded up to an A minus or a B plus. Gonna, you know, I think if, so. If it clicks, if he, and he, if he and really starts to click, series. oh yeah, yeah. massive. Uh, very quickly, Gene Segura, despite the injuries, A plus should, be, should have been all star. A plus. I mean, great. He's not an all star. You are looking at one of 
Now, granted, the, the metrics won't reflect it because he did have, I don't know what was going on with him. He did have that spell, uh, like maybe three weeks, four weeks, um, where he just like was not doing it defensively. Um, mm. So that really affected his numbers. You're looking at an elite second base defender. Um, if, if last year showed us anything, um, yeah. he is really good at second base. He is being robbed of an all-star appearance. He is yeah. being absolutely I, robbed. I don't get it. And with all the dropouts as well. I just, why, I don't why has understand. he not been given a call? I don't understand. But I, yeah, A+. plus. I mean, he's hitting over 300. That usually doesn't matter. But when you're Gene Segura and you're, you're making that much contact, I, I look at average in that situation. He's slugging really well. I mean, hitting some monster bombs. Uh, he's, he's killing it. I'm really, really uh, happy for him. And the Phillies have made their fifth round selection. Go. Another guy that I, I what's going on? Look, what, what's going on? What's I don't. Plan? I think I really think it's to snipe some some late round talent, but I, I really don't know. I am I am confused. It's another. Uh, it's a pitcher this time. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, oh, I guess he's from Virginia. So I, I don't. Or no, he's probably committed to Virginia because he's. Uh, no, from Virginia. Yeah, I just don't know who he is. Um, what is going on? I I don't know. I, he's uh, probably look. I'm I'm gonna say or is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think that these are all probably underslot guys, and in the like late rounds, we'll start seeing them pick some of the guys that have fallen, uh, some of the college guys that have probably fallen. Uh, but man, I I don't know. Maybe there's one big high schooler that we'll see them pick up. But, yeah. Uh, this is weird. I've I would like to say I trust Brian Barber, but I've only seen him draft for a year. Uh, this is not how I thought it would go, but oh well. Is he one of those drafts in years time where we look back and go, "Wow, you know, remember the Phillies?" But seriously, under the radar or I'm I'm like getting that vibe though because I I really do feel that they are going to like in a few years we're gonna look at this and say what what I do like and I'm sorry again we're getting to the draft thing but what I do like about this strategy is that they are picking for later like later later. Um, so guys that will start to come into their own around when like start coming into their own as prospects, when the Phillies start really having a window, hopefully that'll be this year. Um, Mm. But it's, it's guys that, you know, in lieu of going into a rebuild, you'll be able to say, Hey, we've got this guy in the minors. Like, you know, we can just fast track it and we're about to lose X, you know, we can bring this guy up. Hopefully he performs. Um, I, I I don't really know, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my research after after the podcast and I'll figure it out. But I I love their first two picks. I love the first two picks. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The Phils are going different, and people obviously outside are gonna go, well, "What the Phils doing?" The Phils haven't done much, but again, it could be a sneaky good good draft. Look, there is a lot of I'm sure what is what is happening at the moment, and honestly, there's a lot of guys going right now. I've I've been looking at the tracker as as we've been talking, and um, there's a lot of guys going right now that I have honestly never heard of. Um, so. I am assuming that this is just uh, – it, it was bound to be a weird draft uh, with the loss of a year with COVID. Um, mm. I'm sure that, you know, look, the Phillies dev team is driven by data. That's just what it is right now. Yeah. I'm sure that these are very data-heavy names um, that were really under the radar, and they're just looking to go under slot, under slot, yeah. and hopefully grab some steals in the late rounds. But we'll see. It, it, it could be guys that other teams are going uh, – we're hoping to get them in the later yep. rounds, and they, they could be, yeah, they could be under slots. What we'll are the teams doing? Who knows? We don't know, but uh, I, quickly, quickly, the social media thanks to you guys for your grades 
uh, and opinions on the season so far. Jeffrey Branch said, I'd grade him at a C uh, for want of a competent bullpen and lockdown closer. The Phils could be uh, at least five games over 500. We could. We really, really could. If we just changed a little bit of luck here and there as well. It could have been how many blown saves this season? 20, is it? Over 20. So we even half that would be, would be 10 games over 500. Oh, man. Uh, Frost says, I would grade him a B. Offense has been doing great lately, piling up the runs, but we are lacking the arms we need in the bullpen. It could easily be over 500 again and possibly in first place in the East if we had that. Um, Oscar says, how many times will Cahill Wilson destroy us in the future? The overall under is set at 267.5. So that's the guy the Marlins got, wasn't it? Yes, Khalil Wilson. Uh, look, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to be very careful with my words here because I received a lot of text messages last night uh, that were not exactly positive in regards to – or Wilson, Watson, Khalil – I, th- I think uh, what, did the person say yeah that that we're not exactly positive uh towards Khalil Watson uh so look all I'm going to say is I would I can't really say that I would feel this way um if the Phillies had drafted him but given how much money it is going to take the Marlins to sign him uh and how much um how much I have just, you know, uh, seen over the last day. Um, I don't know. I just think that there is, what I will say is there is probably a reason he dropped so low mm-hmm. is what yeah. I will say. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I hope uh, that, well, I hope that these things are wrong because I, I really hope that he flourishes and becomes, you know, an amazing player. He's, going it should that happen he's going to murder us um but because he is incredibly there were like talks that he was going to go first overall yesterday like yeah yeah legit talk he is he is very talented um but i mean i i i don't know i don't know i just don't know no one knows because they're prospects we don't know how no one knows no one knows how they're going to turn out uh, Peter Bagel said, definitely a C, league average and underperforming considering the lineup. But that lineup has been, we haven't had the same lineup and all year. League average is very relative. If you if you are saying they are league average in terms of they're at a 500 record, okay. But if, like, there are different schedules for every Major League Baseball team. If you're going to, like, grade a team that is 500 after facing, you know, like if, if, if you're the, the somebody in the NL West, like if you're grading the Giants, this is a team that has 18 games every season against the Dodgers and Padres, the, the, the National League's two best teams. If you are going to grade their season right now, if you are giving them anything less than an A+, you're insane. I mean, that is tough competition. They have had a hard schedule. Now, I don't know how many times they've played the Dodgers and Padres in the first half, but like, come on now. Um, no. If you're grading the Phillies, the Phillies had one of the hardest schedules in the National League. The, in the, the f- hardest. Is the it the hardest? Time. I'm not it sure. Was, I think it's the hardest amongst right. teams that, with above a 500. With a so, 500 yeah, it was, the, stat, the tweet was, by opponent record, the most difficult schedule. But by opponent record for the second half, it will be by far the easiest opponent yes. schedule. So I think, I think so. it's just 
among teams that have an above 500 record, which yeah. is, that's an important qualifier because if it's, you know, among teams in general, there could be a team out there that, you know, had a much harder schedule that is below 500. I, that's how I read it. I'm not sure, but um, they do have easily by far the easiest oh, uh, boy. schedule Indeed. coming up. Uh, and, and that is represented in their like last 12 games where it's like Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, Arizona, and then, and then Atlanta, Atlanta, who, by the way, at this point might be selling. So yeah, when, by, it, by the it, time you get it, to yeah. them, I mean, who knows what that team will look well, like. Well, there's even talk of Freeman possibly being traded and get there. I get doubt the it. From it. Do you see? I want the no, they, hey, the, Braves mean, they, the Braves in the podcast again. But they they want to they want to extend him like for the rest of his life. Um, so trading him gives them a, a less shot at doing that. So I do not think that they will end up trading him. Um, but I mean, they could trade, you know, uh, Charlie Morton or, you know, a good portion of their bullpen. Or, and and, and uh, he is out for the year now, isn't he? Which, yes, which is massive, massive. It's yeah, very, very sad. I've, was, like I've never seen, I've never, I've seen Ronald Acuna Jr. go all out on plays. I've seen him, you know, face plant. I've seen him hit the wall. I've seen him everything. I've never seen him get hurt. I, for a guy like that, like a legitimate Iron Man, it's like with Kutch, right? Kutch mm. before coming to the Phillies had never missed a significant amount of time in like seven prior seasons. And then of course his first year here tears his ACL and, and you know, he's, yeah. he's benched for the year. I like, it is heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. I, yep. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Yeah, and it, I just it, hope that he gets well. Yeah. I meant to that. Yeah. It, it was horrible to watch. It was, you know, doesn't matter who you support to see those images and those scenes. It was, it's hard to watch because such a young guy with the baseball world at his, his, his feet, you know, he's, he was, he's going to be a hopefully still an unbelievable player to watch. And it's, it was really sad. I was, I was sad watching that. And he looked gutted, like in, in genuine pain. And, and it looked like his world had crumbled in. Like he looked devastated. And it was, that's a tough blow for Acuna. Yeah. yeah. Um, quickly to finish up on social media. Two uh, kids. There's uh, got themselves a well and B. Uh, Martin Johnson says C. Uh, Robert Anderson says C minus. Carl went went for B minus. Uh, Drew Asher says, uh, damn, it's a tough one to grade. Offense started as a C, but in the last week or so is now an A. Uh, hope they can carry that wow. over. Noda has not been great. Wheeler has been awesome. Bullpen terrible. Overall, I'm amazed by only 3.5 back because we've blown 20 plus saves. Uh, I'll give it, overall, I'll give it a B. And Dan says, uh, Dan Pugh says, give him a B, still feel some psychological, uh, still feel some psychologically uh, worrying, uh, worrying about last season, especially the bullpen. As a fan of Birmingham City, I'm used to disappointment and poor management. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 right, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, it's pretty much around the ballpark of, of B. Yeah. Um, but optimism, like we just touched on, going to the second half of the year, the first games, and when we get back to it, it's a doubleheader against the Marlins, and then two more after that. So four of the Marlins, the third Marlins, we need to really get one over. Two more against the Yankees, and four against the Braves, four against the Nats, three against the Pirates, four what against you, the Nats, three oh, against the Yes, keep going. What, what you really hope for 
wow. those who are, you know, enjoying their all-star break and, and whatnot, what you really, really hope for is that the Marlins have sold something yeah. by the time yeah. that we faced, like, even like if it's Starling Marte or Adam Duvall, God, please, if they were to sell Adam Duvall, although I think he's on the injured list, so it really doesn't Duvall matter. Duvall just went on, yeah, he went on just yeah. for the, tra- um, uh, for so, the break. May may not matter, uh, but, you know, Starling Marte or, gosh, I don't even know what else they have to sell. Maybe Garrett Cooper, well, well, um, maybe. It, 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 even Dickerson going was big for us because he, he, well, he, he was, he was hurt too. So, you know, it, it that also doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but like Garrett Cooper, hopefully he's like the hottest bat on the planet right now. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, that will, uh, cool. He will cool down. Thank goodness. He's had a break. Uh, Miguel Rojas maybe is one who will get traded. I really don't know. Um, but you just hope that by the time that we get back, they have sold off like a piece or two, um, or maybe just one, just one would be great. Um, (laughs) but like you, you catch them on like a day where they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not going to be really competing. So shucks um i don't know but you really really hope that you can uh that you can get them get them on a good day uh because it would be it'd be so huge to just like you know win win that series coming out of the coming out of the all-star break what a way to start it would be huge second half getting one finally over our bogey team the Mm. miami marlins and and set us up into a big uh, a big two-game series in the bronx but even though it falls against the Braves and the Nats, if we can just win those series or, or hold them, it, series wins is the key, isn't it, Alex? Now just getting above 500 more and more, just catching into that Mets. They just keep winning series. Sweep it's longevity. Better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, just, you just have to keep – you have to keep – so that's going to be – it's going to be really, really interesting to see when they make their first trade, if they are going to significantly buy, when they make their first trade, what it's for and how it factors into their daily or, you know, weekly rotation. Because if, if they make their first move is for like a starting pitcher, you got to make sure that person is like ready to go ASAP. Like really, like, let's say they traded for John Gray of the Rockies. You want to make sure that he is ready to slot right in because that's one of the guys that you'll want to be starting. Like, around the Eflin time like he's he's a he's a good pitcher especially being out of cores you you start getting a little excited um but like you want to make sure that guy is like ready to go he is rested he is set because then you start giving yourself a really good chance to take series especially if you've got one two three even four good pitchers that can win you the game every time you know that's when you start really feeling good about splitting series winning series like that's that's good stuff. So you, we'll see. Do you reckon Cole Hamels? But, but, but he wouldn't be ready to go straight in, would he? Because he's not pitching Look, over. I a, don't see any reason so why long. not. I don't see any reason why not. I at that point, I would just say, you know, bring back Cole Hamels, get another starting pitcher via via trade, send Bailey Falter down, let him, you know, participate in in the minors, and then bring him back up. He's one of those guys that you can bring up when mm. when the rosters expand. Um, but like, you know. At that point, I'd be like, sure, why the heck not? Like, they need the, – the ultimate answer is they need to be able to manage their 40-man roster, and they need to be able to put whoever they need to put, Matt Moore, Vince Velasquez, Chase Anderson, or all three, they need to be able to put them somewhere, whether that's releasing them or trading them or whatever it's going to be. I mean, 
they they got to get rid of them. I, I or know. put them somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at our September schedule, and I'm going to get a bit giddy here. We've got the Marlins, the Brewers will be tough. But the they're Rock- so bad in September, no, Dave. But, but, this is it. but yeah, then, yeah, yeah, they could be the typical Phil September. Marlins, who should be way out of it by then and, and trying different things. The Brewers, who should be in command of that central. Uh, they've got the Rockies at home, the Cubs at home, the Mets. We play them, play them in all September, so we haven't got them in the running. Then all at home, Pirates at home, Braves away, Marlins away. September, we couldn't ask for a much more better running. We really couldn't. They, like, ah! yeah, they are in a, On they paper, are in a, a, if they can just get through, I guess, get through August in like a position where they can really, you know, whether they're in first place or they're just a little bit out of second, I mean, they should be doing everything they can. And that's what, I mean, I am sure that Dave Dombrowski and the Phillies front office are aware of that. No, I'm sure they are aware. And I'm sure that's going to factor into the kind of moves they make uh, at the deadline this year. And I ultimately, and I, you didn't ask, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) uh, There are two ways that Dave Dombrowski can go here, right? He can play it safe, grab a reliever or two, grab like an arm that doesn't really cost you anything and is just going to eat you innings and grab a right-handed bench bat and say, okay, we're done. Like, yep. And I'm talking like guys that will cost you like a player to be named later or cash or like maybe like a, a, a guy overseas. Um, but I mean, that's, that's it. Uh, or he could go out and say, look, the Mets are probably going to have a really good deadline. They have a bunch of obvious holes. They have a bunch of, you know, things. They have the prospect capital. I mean, that system, that Mets system is really good. They, mm-hmm. That's the one thing that really frustrates me. The Mets are so good at drafting. They, their top six prospects, who four of which are top 100 prospects, are all, they've all come from the last three years of, of drafting, developing, signing, Damn. what have you. They, they are really – and then you just imagine if they hadn't given up Simeon Woods-Richardson, who's with the Blue Jays now from the Marcus Stroman mm. trade, or Jared Kelnick, the – honestly, probably the best prospect in baseball at this point. I mean – Quite frightening, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, you wonder what would have happened had they not gone – you know, had they not given yeah. those guys away. Um, but, man, that system is, is scary. They can get whoever they want. They can't. They can, and they probably will. Owen's got the money, hasn't he? He's so throw it around. You really have to. You have to keep that in mind, but you can't let that shy you away. I mean, if you want to be the team that goes after, you know, Craig Kimbrell or Chris Bryant, or you know, you could even play it lower than that. If you wanted to go after Trevor Story, if you wanted to, whoever, they should be testing the waters on all of these guys because, regardless yeah. of whether or not you're like, hey, can you play, you know, X position. They should be looking at these guys for any position. Like, seriously. Exactly. Any of these guys, if they're even if they're just like minor upgrades or whatever, if they are a reasonable price, you should be all over that. All Absolutely. over that. And Absolutely. Even if it means that Chris Bryant has to fake center field for, you know, a, a half of a <laughs> half of a year. Yeah. Sure. Like, absolutely. I would take the the because he's actually he's played decent defense uh, in center field. And he wouldn't be horrible. He wouldn't be good, but he wouldn't be horrible. Um, even if Joey Gallo has to play center field for you for, you know, half of a half of a year, 
you do it. You yeah. like this is this is a chance. They are at the All Star break. Big three, they are three and a half games back. You get a big boomstick for your lineup. You you know you go out. You get a real closer. You get like some starting pitcher that's going to eat your innings, and you get a right handed bench bat. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, this team is like actually could yeah. could do something here. And then anything can happen in the postseason. Anything. Exactly. They just have to make it there. And also. This is what just my prediction going from here on out. I've always had the Phillies as the second wild card. I didn't know the Giants would be this good, but I think, I, think that, I think that you could look at this and conceivably say the second wild card spot could come down to the Phillies and Giants. And the Giants, they have a tough schedule in the second half. The, I was going to say the Giants have got the, some big hitters in the, in the second half. Gabe Kapler's Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies, it could come down to the wire there. So you really start to think, you know, wow. It, it, you know, just think of all the different scenarios. The Phillies are a long way behind the Giants. A long, yeah. long way. The long, race, long way. But the 6.5 behind the Padres. But, it, but they're all going to take games off each other. It does not take much of a run to really usurp the wild card spot. We saw that last year. Yeah. Phillies yeah, were in control for a decent amount of time, and then they just blew it. They blew it. And – yeah, you know, Gabe Kapler, he's not, he's not exactly known for his September. Well, yeah, we remember, so, remember August and September all too well. So, this is, uh, this is the, thing, the, the fields are now the chases, aren't they? Whereas the last two years, we've been in control. Now, well, that time. In but, control well, of the wild control, card but, spot. But, yeah, but we, we, it's been in our hands. It's been in our hands. Eh, arguably. But, <laughs> but, but, but now, with the, I always feel it's, be, it's good to be the chases and then peaked at the right time and yes. have that in front of you. Especially being the Mets, it's time to put some pressure on the Mets. The Mets have always been four, five, six games ahead, and they've still got a lot of games to catch up on as well, haven't they? They've got about four games still to play in hand. The Mets are facing uh, a yeah. franchise crossroads here. They could either, I mean, I hope that uh, they are putting a, a ton of money into scouting and developing and, uh, you know, just like advanced metric stuff because it really, really comes down to how they spend their money here. Um, yeah. If they go out and, you know, start signing a whole bunch of big free agents to a whole bunch of big contracts, if the Lindor contract does not pan out, James McCann is stuck with them for four years. Yep. Um, I mean, Robinson Cano's money comes back on the books next year. They have to spend very wisely because they have seven or eight players, like regular everyday players heading into arbitration next year and a lot of those players will be asking for a lot of money and that adds up over the years they are going to have to be very very careful um so look the phillies aren't necessarily in a position to be talking about payroll structure things like that but i don't know the mets have got to be careful they have got to be careful and if the phillies can somehow manage to get on top of them i mean let's Call it like it is. If the Phillies win the division this year, the luxury tax is not a problem anymore. It is not. It, and it that's, can't make, can it? That's, a, that's a big deal because the mm. window blows right open. You are in your win-it-now window. Yeah. There are so many players next year that are due to take, you know, and I'm talking about bullpen. I'm talking about starting rotation. Justin Verlander next year probably gets like, a two-year deal um but you know it's a big risk big reward kind of kind of deal yeah he's a free agent 
you know, there are, there are a lot of older guys, uh, older pitchers that could teach your pitching staff a lot that are free agents next year. If you're going over the luxury tax, it becomes no problem to grab one of those guys on a one or two year deal. You start grabbing bullpen arms. You can grab as many arms as you want. When you have that extra 40 million to spend in the luxury yeah. tax window before you lose a draft pick, but you spend that 40 million on one year deals. You spend it on depth. Yeah. You spend it on guys. And then we you know. also, and then you save some for the deadline. So you can take on some contracts, whatever, but you spend that on depth. That is just, if they were able to open up that window. Watch out. Watch so out. It's Alex, a big, it's a big moment here. Prediction. Second half of the year, the Phillies will, the record and the position. I think that they, I'm sticking with my initial prediction. This is barring any kind of, um, you know, big deadline acquisition, anything like that. I still think it's going to be about an 87 win team. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's a strong, strong team. That's, that's good, <laughs> that's good stuff. Year. That's, that's, that's good. That's my, or I think I said 86 at the beginning of the year. It's 86 or 87. I'm sticking to that. I think that they have an easy second half schedule. They're 500 at the, at the break. They should theoretically be able to win a good amount of series in the second half, especially in September. That's where I have them. In terms of position, I'll put them at wild card two. I think they beat out the Giants. I think the Giants. I think the Giants really slump this uh, the second half. I think that that's probably what's going to happen. Ooh. But if they go out and they play the deadline wisely and they really they they do it, I think that there is every shot in the world that they could win the division. Every Come shot. On. In the world. Every shot in the world. Truly, I believe that. I I honestly do. And I think I think. Everybody should believe that. If the Phillies play the deadline the Absolutely. right way, if they get the right guys, there's there's no saying what they could or could not do. So, I'm, I'm staying injury free. That that yeah, I mean be key. Like, that that is please. huge. But they've they've seen a few injuries already this year. They've seen their fair share. Mm-hmm. Uh, if any more beyond this would be some pretty bad luck. So we'll see. <laughs> well, we. That's the Phillies. I know. Free season. I know. Bad I know. Luck. I know. Uh, but the uh, NLE at least is coming home, Alex. It's coming home. I believe I it. I hope so. I hope I'm, so. I'm feeling good, but again, we need a bit of luck to go our way. We it need would be. It would be consistent huge. lineup. Huge. It would be franchise altering for the Phillies to win the National oh, League East this year. Can you imagine? Truly, oh. I, I I I mean that with as much conviction as I can possibly deliver it. Yeah. It would it would alter the course of this franchise drastically. It can happen, and the, the, the schedule, especially I guess, but, given. I mean, given how they've drafted this year. I mean, we haven't yeah, talked about yeah, it. Yeah. Given how they drafted yeah. this year, Alex they, draft. Oh yeah, oh. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. In, okay, so Andrew Painter, I overreacted on Twitter for sure. I was very disappointed that they they skipped Khalil Watson. Um, I was very disappointed that they you know in the second round, uh, or not even in the second round, but in the first round that they didn't grab one of those really high upside. Uh, bats that's what they need look they hit the nail on the head with mick abel andrew painter is mm-hmm. a very similar high school pitcher he is advanced he's got good feel he's got a good fastball he is massive he is six foot seven uh and he has a real a change up that people are drooling over so i always love when a right-handed pitcher's best secondary is their change up i always love that and that is a recipe for success for me because it means that they will face lefties well but I, I like it. I do. 
I just was very disappointed that with Khalil Watson hanging on a tree right there in front of you, you choose to go with Andrew Painter. That being said, from what I've heard about Khalil Watson over the last day or so, uh, they might have dodged a bullet. They might not have. I, I really don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, as far as their, their second round pick goes, Ethan Wilson, I mean, he is probably, Matt Winkleman said this on Twitter, and I'm inclined to agree, he's probably their best purely offensive prospect like in the whole system now. I mean, this is the 35 Already. overall ranked talent in the draft consensus. I mean, we're talking about baseball America, right. baseball prospectus. Right. This guy was, was ranked in the thirties. Uh, actually, I think baseball America had him 20 something. Let me check. I have it right in front of me. Uh, baseball America had Ethan Wilson at 26. So we're Ooh. talking about 26th and 35th ranked talent going 49th. That's that's good. Uh, and yeah. we're, we're talking about a guy here. I mean, this system really lacks power. Ethan Wilson walked more than he struck out in his, uh, in his last year at uh, South Alabama. He has a great hit tool. Actually, he hit 19 home runs in his freshman year, but then the power like drastically went down because he started focusing on a contact approach, which I don't mind at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at plus raw power, you're looking at a probably an above average to, to plus hit tool. Uh, he doesn't run well and he doesn't field all that well, but I don't care really. The Phillies rarely draft bats like this. Um, and for them to take him in the second round, that is saying something. As far as the other four picks that they have made so far, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a lot about it. Um, I These have all been high schoolers that, I and and one guy from Virginia that I just don't know a lot about. Um, they are big, they are projectable, lots of power, probably some swing concerns, but you've got to imagine these last four picks are purely data driven. I mean, purely. Yeah. Um, or, or or they see something in these guys that they really, really like. Um, I still am of the opinion that they are going to in the six through ten rounds, they're gonna start sniping guys that are still on the board uh that have fallen. So I believe. I haven't been paying super close attention, so this might be false information, but um, I believe Christian Franklin is still available. Um, and if he is, that's a guy that I am absolutely looking at. Um, big risk, big reward kind of guy. Um, yeah. I actually, I, I, I don't know if he's still there. Uh, I kind of doubt it, but he might be. So we'll see. Um, but I am a little disappointed that they didn't go after somebody like Lonnie White Jr., uh, you know, just one of these high school bats with really big upside, Josh Baez, who, who went to the Cardinals uh, after they, I, again, they got Ethan Wilson. So I'm happy about that. Um, but, you know, Lonnie White Jr. went, Josh Baez went, lots of these really impressive high schools. Who was the guy that went to the Rockies in the first round? Oh, uh, Benny Montgomery. Yeah. yeah so, that, was so, a, that was a real shame. Well, so it, what really sucks is that the Marlins are having like the best draft out of anybody right now. Um, outside of maybe the pirates, but the pirates picked first overall. So come on. Yeah. Um, the, the, the pirates are having a heck of a draft. Um, uh, the, the Marlins are having an amazing draft. Um, but what's more is that unfortunately the Mets are also having a really great draft as they always kind of do. Uh, and the nationals got a great first rounder. I don't think the rest of their draft has been that great, but they got a hell of a first rounder, uh, in, uh, Brady house who is like, probably going to be a Josh Donaldson type. Uh, he's really good. So um, they, they, it does not help that every other NL East team's first round pick outside of the Braves, but I, I never know what the Braves are doing. Um, 
they they also got Schwellenbach in the second round, who I really like. Um, but it does not help that uh, every other team has done really well for themselves in the NL East. It kind of it hurts my soul. But yeah. I don't know what what the Phillies think. Like I don't think it was <laughs> a smash at, at 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 thirteen. But I don't know. I I really I don't know enough to 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 really say that he's like objectively not what I wanted. Um, Ethan Wilson, I can say is that is a very good value pick um, in terms of, you know, where he was supposed to go and where he did go. Um, So the rest of these guys, I really couldn't say a lot, but I do know that, you know, the Phillies at this point, their, their dev team is super data driven. Uh, So if they like them, I'd probably like them too. I was going to ask you to grade it, but it's a bit hard. (laughs) Question mark. Who knows? It's really hard. I'm going to, for the first two picks, I, I give it a B. I mean, it's, it's good. I there they picked a high upside arm. They picked a high upside bat uh, that I'm actually really excited for. Uh, so uh, you never really know. Um, but I I really hope uh, these next few rounds come out and are what I think that they will be. Uh, and I'm I I I really don't know, but I hope <laughs> they are. I just hope they are. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Right. I I think it's. Pretty much everything. Are you gonna be watching a home run derby tonight? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm headed home. I'm gonna go watch with my my hometown friends. Um, and so I'm. I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be really excited to watch Joey Gallo torch some baseball. I do. I do enjoy. Very, I enjoy the excited. home run derby more than I enjoy the All Star game. I really enjoy the home run derby. I do um, too. I I never watch the All Star game. I I never watch the All Star game. It's no, really, uh, I, I it's don't. I, I don't get. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't. I don't get it. It's. I think it's, it's an honor to be named, but I I don't see yeah, why it, they. Yeah. Especially they've chosen Scherzer over Wheeler to start tomorrow. It should be should be Wheeler pitching to JT. Damn it. I don't. I don't know why that's happening, but. Whatever, yeah, I yeah, I think I, that is so silly. I, I, oh, the amount, wait, uh, oh, here we go, more breaking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, okay, it's just pitchers and hitters uh, of the month. Um, but it's still, it's it's good names. They have been all of these guys have been really good. But so, as, uh, I, I I'll let you guys go look and see who they were. But but so many people have dropped out, or so many players have dropped out as well. Yeah. It sort of didn't it devalue it a little bit, like. They had this whole voting yeah. process with the fans, and then half of them have, have dropped. The it does goal. have this. It has it has this stigma around it that it, it messes people's uh, messes people's swings up, yeah. messes up their deliveries, messes up whatever. That's stupid, but um, when, when it is just the, a, half of the Nationals didn't he win it, and then went on a bit of a cold start after, and they he they he won the home run derby, yeah, and then he he went pretty cold. He was having like an, an MVP season too. It was kind of crazy. Well, just think, Harper could have been having an MVP this year if he wasn't hit in the face, because his form before that, and he's getting back there now. No, I mean, but... it's it's a couple of it's a couple of things that kind of lent to his his uh, that that down spiral that he had. But I mean, you look at how cold he was then, and you look at what he's putting up now. He's got almost a 900 OPS with 15 yeah. home runs. Uh, I mean, that's that's an all star worthy yeah. performance, but. Yeah. I don't care. He wouldn't have gone anyway. He he would have backed out because no, yeah, he, yeah. He, the he, guy, yeah, yeah. Even guy he needs invite, needs yeah. some rest. He needs some rest for sure. But, I can't yeah, believe he wasn't named as a replacement, but but, but hey, it's a benefit for the Phils. You know, I mean, yeah. JT and Wheeler. That, I'm fine by that because yep. we rest them up, get them rested, 
They seriously, they, I, I hope everybody takes it into account. They could have had four. They have four, actually five, if you include Reese Hoskins. Somebody was in my mentions the other day saying this is where Reese Hoskins ranks among uh, major league or national league first baseman. Uh, and it's like first in like every category it's, yeah, it's, or like second. Um, I mean, he's also just having such an underrated year. Um, massively, massively. Whatever. But- I, I, I think that, that will never change. I think but like, people's opinions on Reese is, is not going yeah, to change. Stupid. But like Gene Segura, Bryce Harper, uh, Zach Wheeler, we JT, JT arguably didn't deserve it. Um, but, you know, he's he's the starting Suarez? catcher. Suarez is a release pick. Honestly, he, he should have. Oh, my gosh. Who is this? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in the sixth round, we've got Jose Pena. I actually know – I actually do know who this is um but he's like very low on boards um really good fastball he's he's tall projectable um but you know it's another one of those he's got high stuff but struggles with command kind of guys um really selling it alex really sorry i i don't i don't know what to say i i really don't know what they're going for here so guys <laughs> yeah, right, I, don't, I don't know so guys Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope we've we've swung you around and the Phils are going to win the NL East. It's going to be the most second half of the season. Of course, our gap is at half full. I hope you expected nothing less. Um, but that is it. We will uh, we'll keep on track with the second half of the season. It's been a bit slow this first half. A lot of distractions uh, with COVID and the Euros and the Phillies stinking for a lot of it. But <laughs> the Phils are back, baby. We're yeah. back. Enjoy your all-star break. We resume with a big, big ball game series against the Marlins. Time to put the fish to bed. And then let's do it. Let's roll. Alex, let's roll, baby. Where, where can we find you on Twitter and Twitch Sensation? You can find me <laughs> at Alex Carr MLB on Twitter and on Twitch. You can find me at, at Take a Bulk. Uh, it's so much fun doing what I do on Twitch. Um, I've on unfortunately I've run out of uh, time at this point to to really um stay consistent with my schedule it will get a lot more consistent come august um which is right on time for a push um, absolutely but right now there's just you know um lots of life things as well as vacations and things like that 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 are getting in the way of my consistency hey, but summer. come august it's gonna be a good time and yeah and we haven't been outside in ages so exactly it's time we, to we, take we, vacations it's time to take vacations absolutely as everybody should alex Thank you for joining me, buddy. Ring the bell. Always, Dave. Ring the bell, baby. Ring the bell.